Welcome! I'm Yuan Nielsen. And I'm Lincoln Murphy. And this is Impact Weekly. We're here to help you make your customers successful. Each week, we answer your most pressing customer success management questions by relying on our years of experience with companies around the world. Let's get this going. Hey, hello everyone. Welcome back to Impact Weekly. So we're back another week, another question. And um, today we're going to talk about churn analysis. So this is the question, uh, Lincoln, we got. I know we should do some type of churn analysis, but I don't know where to start. Can you point me in the right direction? Hmm. Okay. Churn, I think, I mean, it's always a big question we get uh, and i think this this one is comes up a lot and maybe this time this time of the year this this year it's a, a bigger topic than uh, it's been a few uh, for for a couple of years now yeah for sure i mean churn unfortunately has become uh, a bigger issue than it had been for a while but uh, let's let's do like we always do here and and uh, zoom out a little bit and um, like wh- where is this question coming from and how can we help people that have this uh, that want to do something in this area? Sure. And I, I know just from my side, I, I know this talking to a lot of heads of customer success and leadership teams. Um, I know this can be I mean it can be a hot potato. This one that sometimes. In some companies, uh, churn is is something people almost pretend we we don't have a problem with. That can be the case. <laughs> now, now this time of the year, this this year, twenty twenty three, we we might be a different scenario. But so it can be a situation where you're coming from pretending that this hasn't been a problem, and now all of a sudden, maybe there is a higher churn rate, and uh, you need to spend some time on this. Yeah, for sure. And I mean. People have been hiding from churn for forever, um, as you as you point out. It's it's harder to do it when there's a lot more scrutiny on um, on everything that's going on inside the company. So um, yeah. where, where where there's some financial insecurity or where there's just market um, uncertainty, you know, now now it's like everything's getting uh, you know looked at a lot closer. And churn obviously is is one of those things. So. Um, you can't really hide from it anymore, nor, nor should you have ever been hiding from it. And mm. I, I think one of the other things is sometimes companies will say, well, we don't have a lot of churn, so I don't really need to worry about doing this sort of analysis. Mm. I don't need to, I just, it doesn't matter. It's not a big deal. But to me, it's like, do you have any churn? Yes. Okay. Then that means you are spending money to acquire customers that are not going to be, that are not going to stick around. That mm. means you are spending money to work with those customers. It means you are spending your valuable resources, like your CSM's time, to work with customers who will then churn out, which means they're not working with customers that are going to stay or, or, or should yeah. stay. And so even if you have what you might consider to be a low amount of churn, it's still something that you need to look at and make sure that you have a good grasp on what's going on there. You know, yeah. the idea of just zero churn is probably not realistic for most companies. But um, any churn that you have, you need to make sure that it's it's something that is, you know, like not being a drag on 
on the growth of the company, on the success of the company, on the success of your yeah. team, all of those things. Definitely. And in my experience also that uh, when you actually do the churn numbers, you run them, uh, they are usually a bit higher than you kind of your gut is telling you. And uh, my experience is that it's a little bit of an aha moment also when you actually look at the hard hard data uh, on your um, yeah on your customer base there uh, with regards to churn. So uh, it can also be that even though you don't think you have a problem, uh, it might be a little bit bigger problem that you actually than, than, than you actually uh, think. Right. Well, that, I mean that's the whole point of, of doing any sort of analysis. Um, I mean, we, you do that because you, you don't necessarily know what's going on. So you, you, yeah. you figure out what's going on. And yeah, sometimes we, we discover something that, gosh, you know, it's, it, things aren't as good as we thought they were, or, you know, not to be totally pessimistic, but you know, sometimes there's, there, there are issues and it's just like anything. If you can figure out what those issues are, you can you can solve for them, and and they they stop being issues. And I think that's kind of a, a bigger idea around churn yeah. that we need to address, which is churn isn't the problem. And and I think that's that's something that can be like what what are you what are you talking about? Churn's obviously a problem. Well, churn is just the result of of something else that's happening i like to say it's the symptom exactly. of an underlying problem so churn is yes it, it it's not something that's good but it in and of itself is not the problem the problem is something that's causing the churn mm. and that's what we need to figure out what's going on there so we have to be honest intellectually honest about what's going on in the company here's here's the churn that we have be realistic about that and now it's yeah. time to figure out why is this churn happening so we can solve for that underlying issue yeah that churn is currently a symptom of yeah that's really important and i think also here like we always like to do what bring this a little bit back to the why because why should we be doing this and i think sometimes we just look at yeah we churn a customer it was a small customer it was this much arr and so on uh let's move on but i think we need to also realize that there is a lot of cost associated with churn uh, it's not just uh, that you kind of lost one customer or one 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 part of the annual recurring revenue, but you also it it has a lot of other costs that are uh, more or less more or less obvious uh, that you need to consider as well when you when you have churn. Yeah, and I think that's where you you have to address this idea of good churn, which you will hear some mm. people say. Um, you know. Look, if, if, if I know I know where people are coming from when they say that, and it's usually like, well, we had a customer that wasn't a great fit. Um, they were taking more resources. They weren't paying us very much. And so um, they churned out, and, you know, that's good. Good riddance. Well, hmm. sure, I, I see where you're coming from on that, except, it, like we said earlier, it costs money to acquire them. It costs money yes. and resources to to work with them while they were a customer, and when they left, um, did you know? Did it even pay back? What it, it did they stay long enough to even pay us back for what it cost to acquire them? And mm. and then on their way out, did they leave bad reviews for us oh, it, yeah. that we now have to overcome mm. in our sales and marketing efforts? So 
there is a there's a lot of cost associated with churn far and above just the revenue that they're that they're taking with them and you know i think no churn is good you know i guess you could have a it's it's sort of a spectrum right i mean some some Mm. churn is worse than others but you know we we need to get away from that idea that that any sort of churn is 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 good it's not it's 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 at least neutral um but mostly it's bad um it's never going to be good yeah, and especially like you mentioned there with reviews, and also if you have a, if your total addressable market is limited, uh, there is a piece of that market that's left now, <laughs> and uh, it will be a long time before you get that back. Um, so, and also if we look at the the opposite to churn, having a customer thriving with you, expanding, growing year on year with you, the 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 difference there is huge, and um, I think that's also. It's not just this revenue we lost here and now, but it's also a bigger cost around it for the company. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think um, if you can start looking at things this way and understand that, okay, um, having customers that, that leave uh, mm-hmm. is not, it's, it's never going to be an ideal situation, then I think you start to, to come around to, this other understanding of I need to have a, a good grasp on why this churn mm-hmm. is happening on why they're leaving. And, yeah. and that's where we kind of get into the, the heart of the question here, which was, yeah. you know, I, I, I know that I should be doing some sort of churn analysis, but like, how do I even get started? And yeah. I think, um, look like any sort of analysis that you do, um, you, you can probably, you can go into some really great depth and do some really, you know, amazing analysis that's going to take a long time. That's going to be something that you keep putting off because it, it's, it's so complicated that you never yes. do it. So what I suggest <laughs> is starting with something a little bit simpler and that's our, yes. our churn classification system. Right. We'll talk about this in more detail in a second, but just to, yeah. just to kind of set the stage, we have basically, four uh, categories um, uh, that, I mean, in the simplest terms, just four categories of churn. And they're really broken down into two groups, you know, sort of whether or not this was expected and whether or not Mm -hmm. it was avoidable. And so there's, there's these two, two classifications in, in the avoidable it's, it's avoidable and unavoidable and then two in the expected, which is expected and unexpected. And, We'll talk again in more detail on that in just a second. But basically, we just want to find a simple way yes. to to look at the churn and, and that can give us a, a quick high-level view of whether or not we're spending a lot of time in the wrong places and whether or not mm. our systems are set up correctly. So again, we'll talk yeah. about that in just a second. But I wanted to kind of put that teaser out there to talk about those, those, yes. those four types of of churn and the churn classification system. Definitely. But I think it goes, but I think before we jump into that, there's, there's something that you brought up um, yeah. bef- before we, we started recording, which is the idea of analysis and false data. And I think there's some really interesting things we need to talk about there. Yeah. 
Now, I think this also comes back to the, the reason we get this question, because if this was something was very easy to do and very straightforward, uh, I guess we wouldn't get a lot of questions on this topic. So I think an obvious problem here when we do churn analysis is that uh, we it's easy to, to um, end up with some yeah false data or false insights uh, because there will be um, if you if you and I think you should do this of course you should always talk to the customer success manager looking after the account get their story what happened here uh, but you but there's easy, there's many ways that that information can be uh, biased uh, in some way intentionally or not of course uh, most people want to just be straight shooters and tell tell it as it is but there can be there can be many reasons that the, the what the story you get or the information you get is not actually the facts behind so yeah that's i think one part of it and also i mean asking the customer will it's, it's another problem here especially if they haven't churned yet but they have maybe canceled on you if you ask them uh, for information on why they're leaving you will also not get uh, in, in most cases the the truth uh, either uh, they usually was just want to get get leave them to, they, they just want to be left alone uh, in their decision uh, and they'll probably let you off the hook with uh, whatever it takes to 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 get you off the hook there <laughs> right right i mean exactly so like they they're, they're going to if you ask somebody who's who's basically already made the decision to churn um, you know why they're churning they're going to they're they're basically going to give you whatever the answer is that would keep you from probing any further or trying to save them. So, you know, you'll probably get a lot of answers around budget. Oh, you know, we had some budget cuts. It's very hard to argue with something you can't actually have any, any direct insight on. Right. I, yeah, you don't have any money. Okay. (laughs) There's not much I can do about that. So, you know, yeah, the, the best way, to get good intel is to talk to a customer after they've already churned because, mm. and after they've, you know, like after they're, they're done because they'll be more likely to tell you the truth because there's no chance in, in you trying to get, you know, to, to save them. You know, that's a relatively low percentage activity. Um, even like the professionals yes. that, that do that, that really do that kind of work only, you know, they still only, have about a 20% hit rate on, on getting people to talk to them. So, you know, just, just know that that's a relatively low percentage activity, but I I think you bring up a really interesting question or issue, Johan, and that's the idea of, of subjective versus objective um, data or insights or whatever here. And I think, you know, I I do generally want to know what the CSM thinks when we're talking Mm. about this churn analysis, you know, so I want them to tell me, whether or not um, they thought this customer churn was avoidable or unavoidable. Mm. I want them to tell me if it was expected or if it was unexpected. I also want to look at the data. Yes. And I want to see what the data tells us on that. And then I want to, I want to compare those things. If the CSM says, you know, uh, this was completely unexpected um, and it was unavoidable. Mm. But the data says it should have been expected, and it was, you know, according to their success potential checklist, you know, they they had success potential. They were not a bad fit customer. 
Mm. Um, therefore, this this actually was avoidable. Yeah. Then I'm not saying the CSM is wrong. Like I'm not going to blame them. I'm what I'm saying is something's something's off because mm. the data shows one thing and the CSM is saying another one, another thing. What's wrong there? Where's the yeah. delta? Where's where's the disconnect? You know, mm. and and I think that's that's a very valid like that. Those are those are both valid uh, like results of that analysis. Yes. And but you know, in terms of what you do with that, you take that and you try to figure out where where did we miss the mark? Why right. is our system saying one thing or not saying something? And and the customer success manager feels feels like another. But I think this means we have to talk about the these these classification um, uh, yeah. points a little bit just, more. Just, yeah, go ahead. Just one, one, one thing there about uh, subjective and objective and uh, having a delta between what the customer success manager is saying and what the data is showing. I think that's also, if you have a difference there, uh, it can be that you are measuring the wrong things and the signals are wrong. It can also be, uh, which is good because then you can fix that and you can yes. get more accurate, right? On the other side, if if there is a big difference there, you may, might also want to look at the culture you have here, because if if a customer success manager gets very much blamed for bringing uh, surfacing the the reality of, of the situation, they will of course try to tend to move it to unavoidable, unexpected, mm. and so on. So I think it's also. Uh, uh, if you have a lot of discrepancies there, um, it might be that you have to watch out what, what kind of culture do you have around reporting on churn and uh, blaming who, how, how to how do you blame people or how do you uh, hold people accountable and, and how, how that works. Because uh, if you want transparency here and you want people to surface, and this goes, of course, outside of churn analysis as well because you also want to pick up on at-risk customers and, and, and surface those and be transparent there. So I think it's, it can be also a bigger topic here if uh, you have a lot of discrepancies there between the, ob- the objective and subjective uh, uh, take on the customer. Oh, that, I mean, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's, that, was, that was great, a great addition. I mean, that, this is, we, in, our, in our Impact Academy training for heads of CS, we talk a lot about coaching and, mm. you know, um, aside from just, you know, managing and, 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 and leadership, but, but coaching as well. And I think this is where if you're, if you want to get the, the truth, like, you know, I, I want the CSM to tell me truthfully mm. what they felt the reason was, you know, they, whether they felt this was avoidable or unavoidable, expected, unexpected. And I want them to tell me the, the truth. I need to give them permission to do that and and give them you know make them feel because this is, is this is how it actually is you know that if yeah. they tell me that they're not going to be punished exactly. for for telling me the truth that is a cultural thing and and if you you know if you want your CSMs to be honest with you so that this becomes actually something that's useful then you need to be able to get that information from them without them feeling like they're going to get in trouble for telling you the truth. Mm. So I, I appreciate you bringing that up, Johan, because I think so much of what we see, so many of the problems that we see in customer success mm. management in, in CSM orgs um, yes. actually comes down to, to things that have nothing to do with customer success or, or technology or, or anything. No. It, it's culture. 
exactly and it's lethal because if you start playing games if if everybody's trying to game the system to not get blamed or to position themselves in a certain way that's really harmful uh and it, and it goes it goes both ways right both from the lead, the leadership and the culture and also how the people will act under that culture so i think uh transparency here and uh, intent real true intent to do customer success is, is, is makes a huge difference for sure um yeah so before we get too much further in this i want to yes real quick talk about the the no. the actual classification system for the churn yes. analysis but um but all of this is super important like honestly the churn classification system without what you just talked about you um, is not going to be super effective <laughs> because you're not going to be getting, you know, the subjective side of it is not going to be accurate. Um, mm. It's going to be whatever, you know, you as the head of customer success, whatever the CSMs feel you need to hear it is, is kind of leave them alone. Kind of like we were talking about what the customers yeah. would do <laughs> exactly. earlier, right? So um, human exactly. nature is yes. to, to basically big. Av- avoid conflict. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so I think uh, the churn analysis and classification classification system i've mentioned this several times but basically it comes down to avoidable and unavoidable and expected and unexpected avoidable is just that like this is a customer that churned um yet they had success potential like we could check all the boxes they were not a bad fit um they they're still in business um they were like there's there's no reason that that they they actually should have have not been successful um, this was avoidable. On the flip side, you have unavoidable, which is they went out of business. Um, they got acquired. And, you know, when that happens, sometimes it's just it's it's out of everybody's hands. Like they're going to switch to it to whatever the the bigger company is using uh, in this case. Right. The acquiring company. Um, things like that. So it's just unavoidable. It truly was unavoidable. And then expected versus unexpected. Expected is we saw it coming. Right. We 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 the, the, the handwriting was on the yeah. wall. Um, we knew this was going to happen. OK. Unexpected is we didn't know it was going to happen. We, we, we didn't see it coming. It surprised us. And mm. so if you if you look at that and you kind of, you know, put this into quadrants, um, yeah. the, the best place to be is and, and again, <laughs> best yep. place to be in a bad situation because churn yeah. is bad. But the best place to be is that you're dealing with churn that was expected and unavoidable yeah. right we knew it was going to happen um maybe this cohort of customers were mm. bad fit we shouldn't have signed yes. them in the first place there's nothing we could do to help them it was they were it was unavoidable and we saw it coming we we managed expectations with everybody look there will be a hundred percent churn in this cohort okay is that good no mm. is that is that the better of a bad situation yes because exactly. it really wasn't anything that we could do and our signaling is right like our systems are are, are yeah. working the worst place to be in in this case is unexpected and avoidable mm. right so oh, yeah it was it was avoidable because these customers had success potential all we had to do was work with them to unlock that potential and they should have stayed with us longer they should have bought more they should have advocated for us Hmm. um and then it was unexpected because we didn't see it coming so like that's think about that you know this customer Hmm. that that should have been successful churns and we didn't even know it was going to happen 
that is the absolute worst place to be. So that's yeah. the worst place in a bad situation. And what that tells you is two things. Like if, if it was unexpected, it means, and I use the term signaling, but basically whatever systems we have in place, we're not, we're not providing the CSM or anybody else with the intel that, mm. hey, this customer is off track, their, their, their health score is low, or whatever it is. Like that mm. we're, not, we're not being able to, to see that, that they're at risk. Um, exactly. And so we didn't know that. And then avoidable means that we didn't do the things necessary to make them successful. They had mm. success potential. We yeah. failed to unlock that potential. So you would need to do two things in that case. Make sure your systems are, are working well so that your signaling is good. And then make sure that you're actually doing real customer success, that you understand what the customer is trying to achieve and you have a, a plan to get them there. All right. So let's answer this question in three actionable, three practical things that we recommend this person to do. So I'll hit it off. First of all, implement a Shurn classification system. Make it easy, useful, actionable, and uh, feel free to use our four categories, expected and unavoidable, expected and avoidable, unexpected, unavoidable, unexpected, and avoidable. Very easy to use, get going with that. Uh, the, the second one I would say is to just regularly review and learn from your churn data. So it's one thing to have created a classification system. It's another thing to actually use it. So just make sure that you're doing this analysis on an ongoing basis so that you're, you're always have, you always have some idea of what's going on with the churn that's actually happening in your company. And last but not least, uh, as we've been talking about churn is a symptom, you need to increase your investments in real customer success, prioritize these strategies that really make uh, the, the real result here, success potential, onboarding, regular check-ins, proactive work, and so on. That's going to move the needle uh, in a big way. Thanks, everyone, and uh, we'll get back to you soon. Hey, thanks for listening. Do you want to bring your customer success to the next level? Check out Impact Academy. We have training programs for customer success managers and for leaders in customer success.